Oh shit. Okay. I'm, don't date Armenian women. That's I it. won't. I, yeah, I mean, I'm zero for zero on trying to date <laughs> Armenian women. Not by ch- not by choice. I just you know, it's no never preference. really come up yeah. in my life. Where, where do you um, live? Uh, you know, I'm actually like a mile south now of Little Armenia, and I go to the dentist there. Armenian they dentist. Fan, fan, the best dentist in the world. What's his name? Every everyone, <laughs> it's it's a she. Oh you, wow! You sexist bitch. <laughs> 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 Thirty seconds uh, in. Alina Oganian. Who? Alina Oganian. She pretty. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean she's like fifty-five, uh, and like you know. But if you had that kind of like fetish of like being strapped down while someone like pokes stuff in your mouth, then super hot. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> sure. I don't mind the strapped down part, but I don't know about getting poked. No, it's good. <laughs> um, Everyone from Orange County drives to our little <laughs> Armenia and Glendale to get their teeth done. This yeah. is true. Are we? Are we going? That's where I got my. Uh, that's where I got my wisdom teeth pulled. Armenia. Yeah. Little Armenia. Little Armenia. Okay. Not Armenia. That sounds like a trek. <laughs> With $12,000 trek. No, but they're like, they tried to save my parents every dime of money. They're like, oh, all right. So I expected to get put under and go to sleep, yeah. wake up, all my wisdom teeth are pulled. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. We just do it. Uh, I thought this was a checkup, like the preliminary where I come back in a week. No, they're about to mess I'm, you up right yeah, then and No, there. he was like, uh, no, no, just sit down. We do it right now. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And then I, and then I was like, all right, so you're going to put the anesthesia. I pass out, right? I. I didn't even know I was doing it today. I'd eaten. I had like, <laughs> normally you don't eat for 24 hours before. And then immediately he puts me under. Like, but I don't, it's like, oh no, no, you're not going to go fully asleep. It's just heavy numbing in the mouth. Holy shit. Right? He didn't put enough numbing. So like 45 minutes into the procedure, oh. three of four teeth are out. And then <laughs> I, I start feeling it. And I'm like, oh. So that's, yeah. that's what happens when you go to an army. <laughs> We I kind of saying- love it, man. It's that old country, like, Spartan hardness. Like, I will go sit down, and they won't do anything, and they will just, like, pry open my mouth and start drilling something. And I just have to, like, kick my feet enough so that they know they want, you know, I want them to, like, give me a shot. Because the top of it's your like body weird, is numb. It's a weird, intricate dance, you know? It's like, I sit down, they say no words, they drill my teeth, I flail a lot, and then they give me the shot. That's so funny. And that's just how I've gotten used to it. So, oh. I mean, I, I dig it as far as tennis go. Welcome to the catch-up. The two voices you hear right now are uh, Armin from uh, Eat Bearded Instagram account, Mini Kebab Restaurant out in Glendale. Is it Glendale or Burbank? Glendale. Glendale. Glendale, baby. Represent. Um, I apologize in advance for everything Armin says. Um, He's also a connoisseur of fine burritos. And uh, to my left, I have the one and only Josh Scherer. Hey, man. Culinary bro down. Thank you. That's what they call me. And you're about to put, okay, so you've written for, for the best of the best, you're a great food writer, and you. you're just about to put out a book, which makes you a dope author and one of the top guests on our podcast. Hey, am and I number one right now? Am I number one in the power rankings? I think so. I think so. I think this is That's top. awesome. This is, uh, because all the comments people are going to leave, we're immediately going to jump to the top of the <laughs> iTunes store. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Okay, tell me about, walk us through your book real quick. I'm curious. Yeah, so uh, I wrote a book. It's based off the blog I started in college, Culinary Brodown, which was just about me like totally fucking around, uh, cooking with friends in college, just getting super stony in the middle of the night and making like these massive uh, grotesque creations. Somehow figured out how to put that into a book. Uh, The tagline is uh, recipes for a dope ass life. 
Uh, that you got away I, with that tagline? Okay, so we weren't allowed to put it as the official subtitle, okay. which I was like lobbying super hard. And like, it's cool because I'm, I'm working with Grand Central Life and Style Publishing, who like, they're awesome. They're like a super huge publisher, so they have a lot to lose. Whereas <laughs> I have never had anything to lose because I'm just like one, you know, asshole with a blog. I might lose one and Instagram so, follower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like, uh, yeah, I just, you know, threw out all this stuff. Like, um... I kind of would put in things in the book like a test to mm-hmm. see if the publisher is really listening. Like I was like, I want to make my author bio photo a picture of me naked covered in 65 pounds of iceberg lettuce trying to recreate the American Beauty movie poster. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of like a litmus test to see if the publisher would be like, that's insane, like probably sexual harassment for the photographer who has to shoot it. Like, no. Right. Uh, but instead they were just like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea, man. Perfect. And so I was like, great. Like this is how I know it's meant to be. How is the book publishing world right now? I feel, I feel like this wouldn't have flown 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but now it's like, we need crazier ideas. Dude, I think that's what it is. The crazy thing is like every like publication is failing, like, you know, 2008, like shit just crashed in journalism. But like for some reason, people just kept buying books. It's stupid. You should never buy a book in your life. It's probably bad for the environment, you know? <laughs> Like, it's just, you could get it on your computer and save space. You're never going to cook the recipes, but, like, people still buy them, which I think is rad because I'm benefiting from it, right? Right. Um, And, like, I still buy cookbooks, too. And so, like, for some reason, they're just still putting out books, and they're still profitable, apparently. There's something still so sexy about just, like, picking up and feeling, like, the hardback or the paperback. (laughs) It's so sexy about feeling the hardback. Well, you got to take this into consideration. We grew up with books. Like, we didn't grow up with the technology that we have now. Yeah, sure. So give it, given the next 15 years, I think we're going to be in a quick transition phase to where, I don't know, books might be declining hard copies in itself. Dude, maybe. I think I think like 90% of it is people giving gifts, right? It's like, when else do you uh, like buy? You like, don't buy books to right? just read? No, I, I buy books to read. I don't buy just like cookbooks to read because like you can source so much of that information for free. Right, yeah. I mean, I, like I still think that if it's if it's a cookbook that I'm actually going to buy, it has to be like something dope that I like really, really want. Well, I like, you know? I love the, the few cookbooks that I do read. I love it because they have like through lines on story. Like there's a story yeah, in between. Completely. So I'm assuming yours has like fun anecdotes. Just Yeah, that, that was kind of the point is like the way I wrote it was not designed to be like, oh, flip to page 75 for like fish recipes. Mm-hmm. Like I like broke it down into like the 10 bro essential food groups. Uh, which is just total nonsense. It means nothing, but it's great. So Give it's me like, a uh, so we got uh, we we got uh, drunk munchies, and okay. I, I wrote like an essay uh, comparing uh, intentional drunk cooking, where you you know y- you kick back a couple beers, and you like are you have a dish in mind that you want to make, True. versus unintentional drunk cooking, where you come home at two thirty in the morning and you're spinning, so you're too drunk to sleep, so you just go to the kitchen to calm yourself down. Are those two different sections? Uh, no, so this is all in one anymore. essay. So I'm taking those two ideas and I'm juxtaposing in between uh, uh, late 19th century impressionism versus expressionism. <laughs> I fucking love this. And <laughs> I, I swear to God, yeah, it's, that's the opening chapter. And so it's just this whole like completely absurd. Um, I went on like a weird vision quest when I wrote this book. What, what's the process? Okay, first of all, uh, yeah. for everyone tuning in, the topic we're going to talk about today is uh, Food Network got sued by a food blogger. Uh, she runs a website called Sugar Hero, and she sued Food Network for stealing her recipe. We're going to get to that, but this is perfect that, that we have Josh on, who's created recipes for years online, probably been a part of a fair share of people appropriating your recipes. Oh, um, yeah. All the time. But uh, anyways, back to you. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, to, uh, I was in a really weird state when I wrote most of the book because I procrastinated on it for like a long, long, long time. Uh, I did all like the recipe development, but I never actually like wrote none of the stuff. And so then, from the moment they gave you your advance, yeah. which had to be like $3 million, right? Yeah. Okay. So you got half, your advance and yeah, then you, no. you just sat and you didn't do anything. Yeah, correct. Correct. No, I like developed all the recipes, uh, but I was like working a full-time job and stuff. Sure. And so like, and I'm just really a big procrastinator. It's got like super bad ADD, um, self-diagnosed, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to go to a doctor. There's some quacks, man, put the that. microchips in your brain. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so to like really jumpstart the creative process for the book, I uh, decided to book a just like round trip on a Greyhound bus to Reno, Nevada. Okay. So I had some friends going up there. Okay. Uh, and it was for a fancy football draft and there was an all-you-can-eat uh, barbecue rib festival. And so I was like, perfect. Like this is all lining up. And I figured if I just locked myself in like a very uncomfortable metal box with no Wi-Fi, a fully charged laptop, and just a bunch of energy drinks, uh, I could just not have any distractions. And so like 80% of this book was written like inside a Greyhound bus uh, on the way to Reno. That makes so much sense though. And back, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's like the most productive I am is like on like a plane, right? Where like you have nothing to do as long as you don't have those like super awesome entertainment things where you can watch like (laughs) New Girl reruns. you work on a plane? Yeah. Oh, I, I can like only work on a plane. No. I deceive myself so well because I always bring my laptop. I always regret bringing it because you have to fucking check it, yeah. pull it out in security. But I never work because I'm like crunched up. I try to find, I'd rather pass three hours at a time watching different movies than half-ass working on their shitty Wi-Fi. Dude, I'm the, if, I'm, if I'm comfortable, I like can't work because I'm like, I'm comfortable, I'm happy, I'm just going to chill and do nothing. But if I'm in like a shitty, uncomfortable position and I'm cramped up, I'm just like, all right, like time to like get your teeth. Let's like. Oh my god, <laughs> we yeah. couldn't be more opposite. And we're like, you're a big dude. Like sitting, um, you. unless you're sitting. No, I mean like we're tall, so yeah. like working. And uh, I mean, I'm not sitting first class. You're probably sitting uh, in, the, in the cockpit with with the captain. I'm assuming like you have that much room. Uh, to, no, like, mid- we're... Middle seat Spirit Airlines. <laughs> yeah, Airlines. Oh, yeah middle seat. <laughs> Spirit yeah. charges you for laptops. Like, they charge you for everything. <laughs> That's that ghetto there. <laughs> $16 pack of pretzels. Like, it's a deal. Oh, my gosh. I hate, I hate Spirit. Actually, I, it fits a need. If you're going to go, like, on a yeah. shotgun trip to Vegas and you're not bringing anything, perfect. Yeah. Like, you can't even bring a wallet on a Spirit. <laughs> it's stupid. I'm terrified I, of flying. I have only great things to say about Greyhound, man. Oh, like Greyhound's different though. But it's like they like stop for like cigarette breaks like every fifteen minutes. No, I hear they have like come. They're like, I mean, you're sitting in more room than an airplane yeah, on a Greyhound bus. That's true. Man, what so, a spirit trip. So that's how you write a book. That's how you write a book. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people ask me like the process. Like, oh, did you like sit down every weekend? And I was like, no, no, no. I, uh, yeah, just went on a trip to Reno in a Greyhound bus to find myself. So one clean soup like book, that, man. Yeah. 80%. That was like 80%. Jesus. Probably less. Of like the actual like words and anecdotes. Sure. Like I tested all the recipes and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah. Let's get into recipes. The barbecue what? rib festival wasn't that great in Reno, by the way. So it's Reno, Nevada. So going up for that, probably skip it. It's a waste. <laughs> Reno, Nevada. Anyways, you were, you were saying about podcast. That's a waste. <laughs> yeah, podcast stuff. <laughs> um, so the hot news this week, it's actually been going on for a couple weeks, is that Elizabeth LeBeau? is a food blogger and uh, she runs a website called Sugar Hero. And many years back, she put up this snow globe cupcake recipe. And I remember now tracking back through just the recipes that I've seen online. I remember this, it's really popular, exploded on Pinterest. Pinterest, And now she's suing Food Network 
because Food Network put up what she alleges is a shot-for-shot recreation of her video recipe. So she shot a video of it, and it did really well for her. But then obviously when Food Network puts it up, it's it's going to get tens of millions of views. How do you feel about this lawsuit? I'm pretty jacked up for this, honestly. Like, I am really excited (laughs) that this finally... Like came to a head. Like I don't follow like any of the other lawsuits. Like the I don't know Jeff Sessions perjury trial. Do not care about that. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But like uh, uh, like SugarHero.com v Food Network. Like pretty um, That's gonna go down in history with like the greats. Like Miranda versus Arizona, Roe versus Wade, <laughs> Brown versus Board of Education. Like this is gonna Brown be the precedent Board. for anyone that makes cupcake recipes online. And doesn't want them stolen. This is the most important thing to ever happen. So, whose side are you guys on? Without any any knowledge? anyone who's rooting for the Food Network in this situation is like the asshole bandwagon Patriots yeah. fan. Yeah, you're like, whoa, let me reward greatness. It's like, no, you got to root for the underdog. Before before I tell you who I'm rooting for, I got to give a preface for the folks that are listening that may not like understand the gravity of what's going on. So, uh, ever since Facebook introduced video it really changed the landscape of, of recipes online. So like prior there were um, recipe, like instructional written recipes on big recipe websites. Individual bloggers had great recipes on their, on their individual blogs. But, and YouTube had like hosted recipes, right? So you see the host, you see someone with a personality, hopefully, and then they're cooking the recipe that they're doing. When Facebook introduced video, people clicked that, you need to feed them a recipe in the feed fast. Yeah. So it took away the face. They became faceless recipes. Yeah. And so people were just appropriating recipes left and right. They would just go to your allrecipes.com. They would go to every food blogger. You go to Culinary Brodown, Dude Foods, whatever, and just take their recipe and recreate it in video form. So when that happened, 2011, 2012, into 2013, food video exploded on Facebook. Brands got built. There's huge brands now. BuzzFeed has their Tasty platform. Yeah. There's TasteMade. Um, there are nine other Tasty platforms. There are nine other taste, Tasty yeah. Kids, Tasty Japan. <laughs> Bien Tasty? Bien Tasty. Okay, so these Bien videos, I mean, they're, they're tracking like billions of views a month. Like BuzzFeed and TasteMade, like they get billions of views a month. During our, when we were really heavy on recipes on Food Beast, we were getting like two, three hundred million video views a month That's on crazy. recipes. So the big, the big problem was, and I'll just use BuzzFeed as an example because I had a lot of friends, um, Josh, people that you know, that were creating recipes and they would be in photo form on their blog. Like very specific stuff. So imagine like an ice cream sandwich mm-hmm. made with bacon as the bread and ice cream in the middle. Very specific. Like you're not just randomly thinking of that. And that, I believe, was a Dude Foods. It was DudeFoods.com. BuzzFeed launches a video, the exact same aesthetic as what Dude Foods did, the same way he held it in the photo. He held his his bacon ice cream sandwich, the same way he cut it into a perfect circle, I believe. Yeah. And then BuzzFeed launches it unapologetically, right? Obviously, BuzzFeed gets tens of millions of views on this video. Where's Dude Foods left? This dude, like dudefoods.com is not his full-time job this dude is working whatever he works as right and that sucks so for the case of a food network versus 
SugarHero. SugarHero.com. <laughs> SugarHero.com. I got to root for Sugar Hero just to set a precedent that up until this point, people were saying recipes could not be copyrighted. And mm. to an extent, they're, they're correct. But when you're stealing people's like shot-for-shot identity, we need to make an example of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying there's probably some instances where Food Beast like, could get shot in the foot on this or shot in the back. But it's bad. So in this, in this particular instance, I'm going to root for Sugar Hero just to make an example of this whole situation. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> thinking about like Hulk Hogan taking down Gawker with a hundred million dollar lawsuit. <laughs> like what if this just becomes that? What if she like absolutely cleans house? So it's like 150 grand per instance. That's what she's suing for. Wow. Per instance what, of copyright. What's funny is like none of this is actually rooted in like her real income or their real income from that video or anything, right? Sure. Yeah. Because like, oh yeah, my bad. Like, uh, is this good? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, like does Facebook now allow you to like sell pre-roll or to like, you know, sell ads on the not, video? Like, not entirely. Cause like not YouTube, entirely. you get a certain amount of hits. Like you're pretty much have a certain direct amount of income, right? Sure. But for like, even on her blog, it's like, there's no direct relationship to like how many times something is shared on Facebook to how much money someone is getting. 150 per instance is kind of steep, but then it is. Well, so the, the argument yeah. that was made by Sugar Hero and her lawyers is that, I mean, during the heyday of her, her recipe, this mm-hmm. this snow globe cupcake idea, which is it's it's a baller idea. It's it a snow, it's a it's like a sugar gelatin that looks like a, a snow globe on top of cake batter, and there's a little Santa Claus inside. It's a baller idea, but it's so whimsical to be like the subject of a huge lawsuit, which is why I love this case so yeah. much. This is my favorite thing to happen. So I mean, the argument that's being made f- for Sugar Hero is that. She spent years trying different recipes and one may take off and this one took off for her, Uh right? Like trial and error. She spends her own money, blah, blah, blah. Her income was probably directly decided by like the AdSense on her actual blog. So if the video takes off on Facebook, there's a lot of traffic that gets sent back to your blog because people want to see like the the written description of the recipe. Mm -hmm. Um, So she said during its heyday, her income had tripled 3x from that from that recipe, right? So whatever that may be, she's saying that because Food Network launched theirs without any um, accolade to her just, or link back yeah. to her, like they took what would have been that upside. Like if that video had kept trending up, she would have gotten 5X her n- normal monthly income, 10X. Dang. And so Food Network essentially stole that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Where did she post this initially, on her blog? On I think it's on her blog and then a Facebook video. I'm assuming she got that many views, either Facebook or YouTube. So she probably made money on all of that. So yeah. look, I'm not going to knock her whatsoever, but just because she comes up with the idea, sure. she does it. She's the first person that does the videography and everything for mm-hmm. it. Does that make her the sole owner of that idea in itself? And look, we're, we work in media, all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we see everybody's always coming up with new recipes. Sure. And people knock on those recipes just because Food Network in itself is a bigger, they're on a different scale. Uh, that's why she's like, let me sue them for an X amount of money. But we, I see people ripping off each other's idea every day. Oh, yeah. That's like the entire nature of the food world. Like yeah. when the cronut came out, the croissant donut hybrid from Dominique Ancel, in case yeah. you couldn't tell from the name, or you've been like living on a different planet for the last nine years. Uh, when that came out, that dude had like such a tight stranglehold on his intellectual property. He like trademarked cronut. And like if a place in Maine started selling him, he would like send him a cease and desist letter. But that didn't stop like literally every donut shop in the world from making 
Like I've seen an O nut, a scrow nut, a wow nut, a dosant, <laughs> like all this, and they're all the same. And so like you can't like stop that from spreading. But the good thing about this Food Network case is that it is the most like cut and dry. Like obviously they stole it. Like yeah. if you don't like this is this is OJ and the knife, man. Like like obviously like it's yeah. there. It's there. It's unabashedly. Um, I saw uh, there's an article where they did a shot by shot of, yeah. of it. And so if you're looking at the cupcake in the original video, it's a cupcake and inside there's a snowman and I don't know what they do to create the the snow inside the globe. Shot for shot exactly, mm-hmm. right? And so but when it comes to video, there's little margin for error when you're copying. So like it looks exactly the same the the mise-en-scene of the whole thing looks exactly the same. The the shots and the creation, it's exactly the same. So yeah. someone had to have seen her video. It's not like they saw it on Pinterest and were like, all right, like right, I'm going to create this yeah. again. Because you would notice, how like, oh, they probably came in at a different angle. Yeah. But it, they used her video as a storyboard, it seems. Yeah. So if there's any defense for someone like a Food Network or a BuzzFeed, and I'm going to sound like a corporate over <laughs> making this fucking defense is that as Food Network doesn't have an excuse, but someone like BuzzFeed, who's relatively young in the entire like media space, like they're huge, they're a behemoth, but they had to grow there really fast. Mm-hmm. I can see there being a miscommunication in their creative department. I could see like someone at the top creatively in their food department was like, guys, we just want really awesome recipes. Yeah. And then at the bottom, someone's like, I need my fucking job. So I'm going to hit Pinterest. Yeah. I'm going to go this. And they like just get a wealth of ideas. And then when they go into a white room to like ideate with their team, they're like, all right, snow globe. All right. Like uh, ice cream is hot right now. But like, oh, bacon is hot too. And they're just taking these parts of ideas that like mm. I don't think anyone in the room and I hope for their sake, no one in the room at BuzzFeed or Food Network is – intentionally trying to fuck over a little creator. Yeah, I think looking at intent is the wrong thing, though. I think we have to look at it as, like, a symptom of the business and, like, how it's changed so much. Mm. Uh, like, even, like, uh, apparently counts of plagiarism and journalism are just up right now a bunch. There was this, like, restaurant writer in Charleston, South Carolina, I think, who was just copying and pasting Jonathan Gold. Wow. Like, paragraphs and intros. Oh, shit. And her thing was, like, I'm, I'm trying to make a living. Like, I have kids. Journalism doesn't pay anymore my only way to like procure money is to submit work really fast. Like this is a symptom of how crazy the business is right now. That's the same thing with Buzzfeed. I remember like a lot of their early, very obviously stolen recipes from guys like uh, dude foods and in vulgar chef. Like it was one uh, guy who was making the videos for him. It wasn't even made in like Buzzfeed studio. And we, yeah. we found the guy. I don't Yeah. I don't mind calling that guy out. Cause that dude was a genuine, a Al- Alvin Zhu. Yeah. Alvin. And what's his last name? Uh, Z H O U. And so yeah, it, this is just one like college. It's not, you know, a big corporate entity, you know, trying to deliberately screw people over, but like the precedent and like the environment that they've set for how they want content. You know, if someone wanted to search every single video to make sure there was no intellectual property they could be infringing on, they could do it. Right. But they're not because they're trying to feed their kids. Like they're trying to, you know. And that's a slow process. Like it adds a day to a recipe where like if you're not first to it. Yeah. That's that's interesting. So that I remember that guy. I don't think it needs to be like a terrible, like malicious thing to say that like. This is bad. It's unintentional consequences, but they're like consequences nonetheless. Sure. And things that you can mitigate by just doing your diligence and like doing, you know, fucking just Google search. Yeah. You know, does this thing exist? And then have the self-control to be like, maybe we don't need to make 
this snow globe, whimsical, yeah. beautiful, adorable Pinterest cupcake. Or even make a derivation of it. Like, do so, like yeah, put a put put a put a unicorn in there instead of Santa. Yeah, like, that would be more trendy. Make it like anything. a hellscape. Make like Satan and sulfur raining down. Like something <laughs> anything, for the kids. Yeah. Anything. Did wish you given any type of credit whatsoever. None. The no. carbon copy fucking stolen. None. Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, Dude Foods has an interesting story, right? After they did the bacon uh, weave ice cream sandwich, I think he like emailed a producer. And they like sent him an email back that was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. We'll totally credit you. And so then like they reposted on Facebook and said like courtesy or inspiration from Dude Foods. So uh, they, and then they kept stealing his ideas and stopped oh. crediting him. And so they admitted fault totally at least once. And then someone must have been like, yeah, don't, no, don't apologize to the plebes. Like just steal it. So you heard it here. <laughs> there is a paper trail against this BuzzFeed shit. There is. Oh there's yeah, no. I mean, there's there's uh, tons of people people who just like straight up come out against BuzzFeed, like not even in the food space. Yeah, like, there's, there's Akila Akila Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she came out and like Jay Kenji Lopez Alt from Serious Eats. Yeah. They stole his halal halal oh, guys yeah. uh, like mock recipe, whatever. Yep. They stole it ingredient for ingredient. They might have changed like an eighth of a teaspoon of allspice to a quarter teaspoon, but that was it. That's a great write-up. Yeah. And Akila has a great Twitter. Like, if yeah, you follow her on Twitter, she really... I don't know why people aren't funding her. Like, if I had money, I would fund her. Because <laughs> she's dude, she's put up so many examples. Again, this, this has nothing to do with food at this point of, like, anxiety videos yeah. where, like, these really fun... They're not fun. Anxiety's not fun. Yeah. But they... They really make it yeah, super hot. Anxiety is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but shot for shot, unapologetic copies of, and that sucks because like these are other YouTube creators who aren't living as lavishly as most people think. And it's really hard to come up with these really unique, thoughtful videos on YouTube and to have a bigger overlord entity just copy it shot for shot. Again, video's hard to argue that you didn't copy something because like not only is the idea the same, but like you also have a shot for shot experience like that. I mean, that needs to be put on blast big time. Okay. I, I can't help her on the food end, but. Look, I think it's safe to say that if you're trying to come up with something unique like she did and like like the cronut, mm -hmm. he what you say you patented, you trademarked an electrical yeah. an electrical property, but, like, correct? You can't you can't like file a trademark to stop people from deep frying croissant uh, dough, you know? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, and, but you know when somebody's doing it, he can he can kind of sue or yeah. you know, send them letters. Why why do people not take these steps prior to knowing that this might be a huge trend or blowing it up? Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, well, the I mean, it does cost money. Like it does. so, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So I had made uh, something called a rom nut. Yep. Let's say a ramen. <laughs> It's supposed to be a joke of like a combination of a cronut and a ramen burger. So we had oh, a ramen nut. And then we ended up... Uh, we I collabed. Think, Here's how to properly... Wait, wait, oh, yeah. This <laughs> is a great story, can man. I pat, can, I, can we pat ourselves, both of us, on the back? Here's you how to should. properly appropriate, right? We see that Josh creates an amazing thing called a, a, a ramen nut. A ramen <laughs> donut. It, it sounds disgusting, but it's so fucking good. That's weird. There's a man. lot of... Uh, it, a lot of the flavors actually remind me of Middle Eastern food, even okay. though the it's basically ramen soaked in horchata. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then you get the sweetness and it's okay. delicious. Yeah. It's not too sweet. Kind of reduces down and gets starchy. Anyways, yeah. like so we're like, fuck, man, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> like, we can't recreate a ramen donut without like obviously stealing it. Yeah. So we're like, all right, let's do some fun shit together. We recreate a video together yeah. with Josh. 
Then we also like ran out a booth at like I think like OC Night Market. Or yeah, something. yes we did. OC Night Market. <laughs> you pumped them out? Yeah, we just pumped them oh, out. Made like thousands around this. No like, shit. We didn't make any money. We're just like this is fun as shit. And, like Josh is like, oh, Wait, and you guys do like it. paid me like a flat fee. Like you guys, I think technically you might own the recipe now. Do you? I signed. I, I think you gave me paperwork <laughs> to sign, man. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> But like either way, I I was making zero money from that like whatsoever, and like I never could have done that. And yeah. So like that was a perfect kind of like win win relationship. Even though yeah. no one won in the end, it's still <laughs> no win win. We like, like we got some good press around it. Like yeah, I, I think we sold we sold like thousands of these things I at good, the night I had market. A good time. And you got your passion for like wanting to cook more in person. I think like yeah. you told me in in solitude that you actually like cooking more than anything else right now. Oh, like, 100 percent. Yeah, totally decided that I just want to like I I love writing, still want to do that, but like yeah. mainly just want to cook for rich stony people <laughs> i decided it's gonna be my life's calling so like i felt that that situation where josh had a great idea food beast doesn't win that much by recreating a ramen donut and like shot like instead we just laid into it like you created it you're a great creator and let's just have fun with it where to answer your question armin the idea of like why don't more people do what dominique and sell did and like trademark something there's a level of arrogance that goes around with trademarking <laughs> every say, fucking trade, item you put out. If I tried out. to trademark a rom nut, I would have just been out like $600 and I would have like been a personal laughingstock to myself because so, I would have owned the trademark rom so nut. Not, okay, so, so there's a level of arrogance. He's also running like a, a restaurant business where his whole brand is putting out very unique items like month after month where most other people aren't. Okay. And even like as a recipe creator your business is in like bulk recipe creation. So the idea of trademarking again, dropping like minimally 600 bucks on something like that. And sometimes way more depending on the intricacies and what you're trademarking and patenting or whatever that most people can't afford that. Again, like even if a recipe goes extremely viral for that, for that gal on sugar hero, like off AdSense, like I can't see her making more than a couple like thousand dollars on that. So like, it's not the, the cost benefit of trademarking every idea you then, lose. That doesn't stop anyone from recreating it. Like not it can, at all. It can stop them from using a specific name, but it can't like completely yeah. you know, shut down them using the idea. Yeah. So this comes down to a money game with her, if that's the case, because she's doing 150 an instant. You said. Yeah, and I don't know how many instances. Like I didn't actually read the suit, which is a very indicative of this podcast. Where <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> um, but imagine there's one suit. There's just one instance. Um, 150 grand is a shit ton of money. I don't, I don't see it going all the way to court. I assume someone so, will settle right before. I hope she's just talking about it. Like, I hope this is like her Aaron Brockovich moment where she's like, no, no, no. Like, this needs to be drug out. Should we fund her? <laughs> just, we can't afford I've, that. I've set up dumber GoFundMes. Like, I, you know. But I do think it's important. I agree with you. I, I hope she does take it far, mainly so we can have this discussion publicly. Um, that will show the true passion, in my opinion, if she, she goes all the way with it, as opposed to settling for money. Does it show true passion? Uh, I don't know, man. It shows <laughs> I something. I think she should uh, just be smart and settle with a good amount of money. <laughs> if, the, if Food Network sits here and offers you a million dollars for that, what are you doing? They're not going to offer a million because she's only suing for 150000 We said, yeah, that's bad business right there. That math is not check out. Oh, but I get you. I, so like, yeah. They, yeah, they just, and yeah. They just, um, I, I don't know. Here's what Food Network, but here's, look at the other side of the coin. What if Food Network had just like seen the recipe and were like, hey, we'll pay you a grand for it. That's it. Yeah. Like, solutions. And she'd be like, oh shit, I get to be featured on Food Network. Like, mm. even if Food Network had just approached her and been like, 
They they could have got that recipe for free. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they should geek out. It's like yeah. Food Network reaching out. But the thing you. is, it's like they they had done that so often with no one filing a lawsuit. Like that's the thing. It's like, I mean, you know, I work for magazines and stuff, and like, they're like, you know, you can take photos from Facebook as long as the profile is public. And sure. You can just use all this stuff. You can take photos from Twitter. And then, like, you get a call from, like, the corporate lawyer. They'll be like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, we just got sued by someone and we didn't know this law existed. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. The internet's new. There's a bunch of weird laws about it. And so it's all, like, super ambiguous. So, like, you know, Food Network had probably just been taking people's recipes for, for years yeah. and just not crediting anyone because it's cheaper for them. They can just have some intern, you know, and call up a bunch of stuff from Facebook and figure it out. So, like, if you're doing it and it's, like, working, that's why I'm excited about this is because maybe that'll stop working. Yeah, they finally got caught. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, there's a big, it's, it's good to continue to understand the space because there's like BuzzFeed's Tasty, there's Tastemade, and they have an aesthetic that is the same. So the idea of like, it takes a while to appropriate that video. So like Food Beast grew that way too. So like we, but for us, our style was for better or worse, not having a style. So instead of us like recreating someone's recipe, we would just either get sent the recipe with permission or we would ask for permission and just republish the video as raw as possible. So like during one of our biggest growth periods, we were, you remember Tim Busanich? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. So he's a food creator, but he lives in like Washington and shoots on his phone. He just has crazy ideas. So in the early parts of this like food wild, wild west on Facebook, Buzzfeed, and Tastemade were favoring uh, form over ideas slightly. So like all their videos look gorgeous. All Tastemade videos are gorgeous. BuzzFeed Tasty videos are basically, or they're basic and gorgeous. Yeah. Um, there's the difference there. And for us, we're just like, we just care about the idea first. Yeah. Right? So like that's why we would put up Tim Busanich videos, if you haven't looked at him, look him up there. He'll just throw like Krispy Kreme or sorry. He'll just throw like fucking White Castle cheeseburgers on a Papa John's pizza, cover it with more cheese and bake it off and shot on his iPhone. Yeah, it was shit quality. I remember you guys. It was shit quality, but we were getting. I that man smoke weed out of a Big Mac. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So That takes innovation. Yeah, so we could have recreated that and shot it beautifully, but like, do you really want to see that shot in like high def? Like, no. I just I'm gonna. No, it's, it's that gonzo like raw nature that yeah. you know when you're watching someone smoke weed out of a Big Mac, like you don't want production value. You want to feel like it could be you. Thank in you that, so like, much for recognizing alley. the through line in our. In no, our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people smoked out of a Big Mac after that. A lot of people I'm smoked sure out of Big Macs. <laughs> Trust too, too many people, I'd so, say. So where I see okay, so. Tastemade and BuzzFeed grew immensely. Like BuzzFeed Tasty's page is like 85 million likes on Facebook. So like we all grew and we all benefited from that. But there's, I don't want to say like we're the darling in this because like ours, there's pros and cons. We, because we didn't have a style, every time we like what we thought we were supporting the artist where when we uploaded a video, people assume the last video we uploaded is Food Beast style. So people are like, oh, Food Beast only shoots on their iPhone. Right. Or like food beast only smokes weed out of a Big Mac. Yeah. Um, so like that's the, <laughs> the <laughs> but we thought, but at the end of the day, food beast is all these creators and not like food beast is like this amazing not studio recipe. Right? We're not a studio. Um, so, I mean, but taste made Buzzfeed, they all like appropriated recipes from people oh, yeah. and they're shot for shot. 
you know, mm-hmm. and we have relationships with both of them, but, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up, like, like you said, like food beast, like benefited from this rise in tasty and all that too. Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of feel that way too. Just being able to like, and like, so then I feel like an apologist for the, the like food networks for stealing people's recipes. Cause like part of me just like feels grateful that like I have a platform that I in any other time in history wouldn't have had, mm-hmm. you know, that like I could like start this thing and like write a book just from like taking stupid iPhone photos of some like, you know, dumb cheeseburger I made and uploading it to the cloud. And then like people get a hand on it and pass it around. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like privileged to have that like platform. So I'm like, Oh, whatever. Like if, if little small things come away, like people reposting my photos that I don't necessarily want to, you know, want them to, to repost, like that's fine. That's like a necessary evil. That's going to come with this like amazing, incredible technology that I can never begin to understand. Yeah. And so like, even, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a lot of merit to that line of thought. Um, cause then it's just like, you know, you're just kind of apologizing for them just blatantly stealing ideas from small creators. How does it feel though? Cause I, I know your ideas have been straight up oh, taken. Yeah. Like it, it's funny. Cause like I, none of this was like really monetized for me. Like I never got enough traffic on my blog to actually make money, you know, do some like sponsored content and stuff. Uh, but like at first <clears throat> I used to think like when people stole my ideas, like there was a bakery in Paris that was making rom nuts, yeah. which you guys should be mad now. Cause apparently you own that anymore. But in like the same as like in Houston, it was like super cute. Like at first started happening and like now even like when someone just like reposts one of my photos on Instagram, I'm just like, that's weird, man. That's invasive. Like this is just like my, like you're using the stuff I created as essentially marketing content for your own page. I feel weird about it when, okay, so I feel weird about it when restaurants steal recipes and then I feel weird about it when BuzzFeed does. And here's why. So like the restaurant, both of them have very blatant commerce to it. So exactly. the idea of a restaurant stealing a recipe is like, well, you took someone's idea and now you're selling it as your yeah. own. With BuzzFeed, they literally have a cookbook that uses recipes that they appropriated from the internet. Yeah. Um, and I think that's problematic. Oh, for sure. That's extremely yeah. problematic. Have you had anyone? I mean, you guys have a very like staple restaurant and mini and mini kebab, but we had anybody. I actually saw a restaurant the other day that did a kebab burrito, but they did a shawarma burrito. But I'm I'm pretty sure they lacked the flavor. But you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I just got it right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I I saw that restaurant. I forgot what it was called. I haven't like you know, I, haven't, I haven't sat there and taken into consideration yeah. a patenting or trademark. I'm not spend six hundred dollars. <laughs> right. That's an interesting point about lacking the flavor, though. Like that's deceptively. It just deep no, it's, it's like Chipotle style line. I don't expect much from it. Yeah. No, but like the whole thing is like y- you should make stuff that's so good that people can't steal it. You know. Yeah. Right. Like that's and that's what I respect about uh, places like like Food Fifty Two. Mm. Yeah. You know Food Fifty Two. Yeah. Like they have such an unmistakable aesthetic. Exactly. Right. Like it's like dark and exactly. gorgeous and like classy. And, like, they're starting to get into writing, like, you know, uh, like, kind of new territories in the writing and taking a lot more risks. But it's, like, they have that backbone of an aesthetic yeah. where, like, no one could steal anything they do because they, they have established that so well. Yeah. And so I think there is a thing, like, you know, you should make that kebab burrito so dope. And I'm sure you do. I've never had it. You need to like to. It's be super nice. good. Uh, that that even if someone wanted to steal it, it still wouldn't have the same thing. And, like, you see that happen with a ton of stuff. Like, uh, even, like, afters, man. Afters ice cream and the Milky Bun. Yeah. So many people, yeah. like you know, doing their own uh, creations. Like, there's a place in Pasadena that opened up that just, like, directly ripped off of them. How are they? I mean, do, do that. And that place is, it's called Benji's. Really? Yeah. It, I, I actually wrote an article about this. They, like, it, 
it's like a shot for shot remake of an after's ice cream store they have like the same aesthetic they have like similar catchphrases on the wall <laughs> and like they literally called their version of the milky bun a creamy bun until wow. they stopped and so like but it's <sighs> it's just not nearly as good and so like all right so everyone who doesn't know what an after's milky bun is it's a warm it's a brioche donut it's a warm it is warm glazed donut and it's stuffed with ice cream the ice cream of your flavor and it's served at after's ice cream yes um top so, with nice uh, cereal yeah, 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 cereal, Cookie whatever crisps. syrup you want, whatever. Mm. And so they have a very uh, unmistakable aesthetic in all their afters ice cream stores. Like it's like almost like a streetwear. There's like yeah. funny yeah. ice cream sayings on the wall. So, but yeah, I'm curious because once they exploded onto the scene, everyone was trying to stuff donuts with ice cream. Oh yeah, they're doing rolled ice cream now in a Milky Bun. I forgot who was oh, doing really? it. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, they did the rolled ice cream. So yeah. they're taking both trends and putting it together. See, so you use the word like that. Like you used Kleenex as a trademark. <laughs> yeah, like, Milky, Milky Bun, is, Bun now... is theirs. Yeah. Like it's their idea. But then you have dumb dumb names like, what is it? You said cream bun? It's the creamy bun. But the... then they like dropped that. And now they have an even dumber name that I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, but it's one of those things where it's just like they like there were the people that were like trying to jack that, you know, essentially intellectual property, even if you can't like prove it yeah. and it's informal, yeah. uh, but just like they did it so much better and earlier and jumped on it super fast that just no one could keep up. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, they're killing the so, game. They're killing it. I think, did, did we, did we cover it? Did we cover it? What happened? What happened to Buzzfeed? I don't know what's going what? on anymore. This is, is this the outro? I don't know. Should it be? <laughs> Yo, what are we doing? In and out over five guys. <laughs> Wait, oh, I didn't let you guys do that one. I didn't even hear we it. did, we did, we did have a discussion about In and Out versus Five Guys, and now I, I was obviously very pro In and Out. Likewise. But I then listened to a podcast about the founding of of Five Guys, and I learned that I was very mistaken on a lot of the facts that I had about Five Guys. Because one of my big arguments was that like, all right, In and Out is great, and it's all family run, and every every restaurant is company owned, and then Five Guys has like thousands of franchise mm-hmm. restaurants. Five Guys actually has more company-owned restaurants than In-N-Out has restaurants. So, yeah, like, but like percentage-wise, it's still, we're still like they still have a certain food. like a relatively high percentage of uh, franchises, right? They do, but the sheer amount of co- they, they have more com- Five Guys has more company-owned restaurants than In-N-Out has restaurants. Why? Yeah. So like, if I, so my argument was null and void when I was like, well, most of Five Guys is so, but the ones that I go to, the Five Guys locations I go to are like franchise run, exactly. and they're like not that dope. Like the quality's yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. So I love how every podcast can turn into a Five well, Guys. We're it out. Yeah, I just think Five Guys sucks at the end of the day. Like, yeah, plain and simple. Yeah. I don't like it, dude. Institutionally, it's, it's, it sucks, yeah. man. They they deliberately do not salt their burgers. That it's, is it's horrible. absurd. Because the meat's so good. Because the meat's just because so they got seventy five year old no, fucking it, baby boomers eating. That's why. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I'm with you on that. No, they have a fun day. history. If you haven't learned, if you like, Chris Humphrey's it, dad is co-owner, if I'm not mistaken. What? Chris Humphrey's dad from the he plays basketball. He used to date the Kardashians. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was married. Yeah. To one Shortest one right? marriage in history, almost. <laughs> I think three seconds. and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Humphrey's. Now he might be a franchise owner. That's a problem. Might be. I'm not too sure. But that's, um, that's the confusion when you go franchise owner. Someone like Chris Humphrey's can own Chris quote Humphrey's unquote. Dad. Whatever. Yeah. Random. Random like, fact, guys. Actually, I don't know. Maybe Chris Humphrey's dad is like a big, big Put deal. that in your Big Mac and smoke it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. I, I'm curious to see what happens to this Sugar Hero v. Food Network. Um, 
lawsuit we'll we'll stay up to speed on it we'll try to figure it out so way we can like live stream the lawsuit is that how court works <laughs> i don't know us. how anything works man it probably if it goes to court maybe. maybe like a public access channel just like it's probably gonna go to some like mediation and it's just gonna be in some law office and then everyone's <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna sit in a different room you're gonna have a food network exec you're gonna have the one lowly intern that stole the it's, it's gonna be like they're gonna sell for like <laughs> 30 grand i know that's, you know, that's, that's not like gonna Facebook happen with like mark zuckerberg uh-huh. getting like his ass reamed yeah. By like 15 different <laughs> lawyers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I just want to see a sketch of like some very serious like suited up lawyer <laughs> holding like a fucking... The snow two snow globes. And just like presenting him to a jury and like a super like the kind of like old timey southern lawyer from like, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> like what we have here today, gentlemen. Like, you know, I'm imagining like a just like Atticus Finch just like going to town with cupcakes. And like I want to be there for it. I'm so mad that they they are just gonna like settle for like you know 15 grand and something outside of court. It'll be settled, <laughs> and then they'll they'll give her like a, and we'll we'll do like a 10 part recipe series. Yeah, with yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get and her on a retainer. Good. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I want like a full on filibuster where the lawyer like <laughs> dies from exhaustion after like litigating so these two cupcakes. <laughs> the cupcakes are That's so my dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, good luck, Elizabeth. Fight the good yeah, we're, fight. We're pulling for you, I think, yeah. Sugar hero. Anyways, Food Network, I don't know what you guys are going to do. It'll be a settlement. Yeah. It'll be a settlement. I hope they pay a good amount of money, though. Anyways, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you uh, liked what you heard, please do leave a comment on the iTunes store. Thank you, Josh, for coming through, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, uh, book is available for pre-order yeah. now on Amazon.com <laughs> or wherever they sell books on the wait, internet, wait, apparently. Wait, before we head out, you, you is the cover of you with a bunch of letters? Oh, no, no, no. That was, forward area, that right? was the uh, my Dude, author bio photo is me. That would, have been a, that would have been a sick cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no shit. one would let us do that what? at all. I pulled for it. Because I was like, I think I deserve to be Dude, a that centerfold. American beauty idea is genius. Because then Barnes & Noble won't put it on the shelf. Exactly. Really? Probably. Barnes I would have to get like a very niche audience that's super into like, like kind of like soft but big. Yeah, Amazon's bigger than Barnes & Noble. Backwards hats and tasteful tattoo. <laughs> hey, is it going to be in Costco? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. That'd be tight. Yeah, yeah that would be. Right you know the Harry only Potter, book right? I bought from Costco is Fifty Shades of Grey? You bought Fifty Shades of Grey? You read it. Read it from Costco. Oh, I was reading it in line. I was hooked. I bought it. He probably finished it before so yeah, he checked out Costco. <laughs> the man that dresses himself in lettuce uh, is into BDSM. No, I, just, I, mean, I don't want to see what it was about. You know, it's uh, a popular book. Everyone should read it. Anyways. <laughs> and Armin, thank you for uh, joining by. Everyone go to Mini Kebab if you're in Glendale. Glendale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. dental work then, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so afraid to go to the dentist. I hate the dentist. Anyway, I haven't been since high school. It's been years. Um, this has been another great outro on the catch-up. This was fun. Let's do it again, man. Very sarcastic. Yeah, we, you guys need to be on more often. I love you both. Glendale, man. Too far. Glendale. It is too far. Um, anyways, bye. Peace. <laughs>